Welcome to the jungle. What's going on? My name is Jim Rome. A tremendous Monday to you. Well, unfortunately, it's a tremendous Monday for some of you and an agonizing Monday for some of you as well. I'm here for it. Let's get into it. Man, I'm telling you, Mafia. Bill's Mafia. No! All right. Let me start you off. Telephone number's toll free. I've got a... Thanks, Alvy. I've got a 940 interview, a 1020 interview in ATP, and some open phones right now. So why don't you go ahead and get up in here? I know it's a rough, rough morning for some and an absolutely incredible morning for others. one 636 8686 You've got a place to vent or you've got a place to celebrate. It's all right here. Let's come together. Let's do this. one 636 8686 or if you want to hit up the X, hit me up there at Jim Rome. Email me at Rome, R-O-M-E, at haveatake.com. You know this. All right, so coming up at 940, Kyle Van Oy. He's had an amazing year for Baltimore, especially given how late he signed. An amazing year for the Ravens. And defensively, you know, I want to be careful how I put this, but I would say defensively right now, they look about as good as any of those great Ravens defensive teams. They look amazing. So Kyle Van Noy, and he's right in the middle of the whole thing. He's had a great year. He joins me at 940. Coming up at 1020, good friend of the program, Jeffrey Chidiha joins us. He, of course, is all over the Chiefs, but can talk about the rest of the NFL, too, and the divisional weekend. So those are the two interviews we have. Third hour is wide open with the exception of that ATP call. I know some of you are miserable this morning and some of you are ecstatic this morning. Get on the phone. Hit me up. Let's do this. Once again, one 636 8686 All right. So why don't we start right here? I want to say there are a ton of tortured fan bases, plenty of fan bases that have had their fair share of headache, heartache, heartbreak, agony. We know this. We also know that there is no fan base that is more tortured or knows more heartache, headache, and heartbreak, and agony than you, Bill's Mafia. Heartbreaking. You are the undisputed champions of pain and misery. Unfortunately, that is the only championship you get. That is the only title I can offer you. But at least I can say you have absolutely earned it. Not again. I don't even want to ask you or need to ask you how you're living. I already know. I don't want to ask you how it feels because I already know that too. It feels about the same way it did the last time y'all couldn't get past the Chiefs. It feels just about the same way it did when the Mafia's hopes went up in flames thanks to a field goal slicing wide right yet again. Another gigantic roundhouse kick in the stick. It has been three plus decades of roundhouse kicks in the stick. Kicks in the stick and kicks missing wide right. 44 yards, Bass. No, he doesn't make it. Wide right. Wow. The two most dreaded words in Buffalo. Wide right. Truly 
the worst words in Bill's fandom. The most hated words. The most painful words in the history of the city of Buffalo. They would rather have a year-long chicken wing shortage than ever hear the words wide right ever again. Wide right. To have another wide right missing a spot like that is almost like the universe trolling the Bills Mafia. Like life itself is trolling the Bills Mafia. Like the hell did the Bills Mafia ever do to the universe to deserve any of this? <laughs> Albie, that's not necessary or appropriate. You know what that is? That is the universe trolling, mocking, and laughing at the mafia. <laughs> That's what the universe sounds like. That creepy, scary laugh. <laughs> Wide right. <laughs> Alvy, <laughs> that is so cold, dude. That is so cold to our fam, to our brothers and sisters Brother. and children in the mafia. If you listen hard enough, when that kick went wide right, this was the universe trolling, mocking, and laughing at the Bills Mafia. No, he doesn't make it. Wide right. (laughs) Another completely heartbreaking, devastating, devastating. and shattering loss. There's no way around it. But you know what? Let's be fair about this. It was not about the kick. In part, certainly. But it really wasn't about the kick. Yes, he Norwooded the kick. Yes, the kick was bass backwards. Yes, it was the cruelest possible way for that game to end, no doubt. But I'm not going to put that entire game on Tower Bass. Of course not. Because that game should have never even come down to Tyler Bass. Buffalo had it. They had the ball at the two-minute warning on the KC-26. They had two timeouts left. The game was completely in their hands, which is exactly why it should have never, ever come down to a 44-yard field goal. And by the way, what did we all think was going to happen if Bass actually made that kick? What did we all think was going to happen if they actually made that kick? Check that. What do we all know would have happened if Bass made that kick? And the Chiefs got the ball back in a tie game with 147 left. Is it even a question as to what was going to happen next? Is there anybody anywhere who actually thought that Patrick Mahomes would not march the Chiefs right down the field for a game-winning field goal? Anybody who doubts, anybody who doubts that was not watching the same game I was. Or the same Patrick Mahomes career that I've been watching since the very moment he took over in KC. Because, and now this stat is pretty well worn, but you all know it. And it doesn't make it any less exceptional. That dude has not missed an AFC championship game since he took over as the starter there. He has run off six straight. And if he needed another chunky yards in another two-minute drill to set up a field goal to win that game, is there anybody anywhere? 
who doubts that that would have happened. And so much for that notion that Mahomes might struggle in his first road playoff game. That never made sense. It still doesn't make sense. It never will make sense. Here's another idea that doesn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense. This idea that Travis Kelsey is completely washed. I'm just saying, a really tough moment for the Yoko Swift crowd. Or the Taylor Ono crowd. Tough moment for the idiots trying to blame the pop star for the demise of arguably the greatest tight end of all time. Unfortunately for all you idiots, there is no demise. There is no demise. Kill a Trav is still kill a Trav. You're an idiot. And by the way, how about brother Jason's act up in the box? How about Jason showing up T-Swift? And showing as much or more star power and getting more attention than the biggest pop star in the world. That was the real upset in Buffalo yesterday. Another great day for the Kelsey family. Another great day for the Patrick Mahomes. (laughs) Notice I didn't say family. I just said for the Patrick Mahomes. And you know what? And you know what? Here's the thing. If you're looking to assess blame, and pretty much this is what everybody does now, don't put this on Josh Allen. Don't say this is further proof that he can't win the big one or can't beat other elite quarterbacks. Guy played his ass off. Yes, he missed that throw in the end zone at the end of the game because he got knocked off his spot. But until that throw, the guy was pretty awesome. He was pretty sensational. He was good enough that I will let this non-take on the game slide, because not to be a hypocrite, a hypocrite here, he's actually not wrong when he says this. Sucks. Losing sucks. Losing them, losing anybody at home sucks. I mean, saying something sucks, as always, is not a take. We all know that. But it's hard to come up with something else for you right about now, Mafia, because it does suck. <sighs> It does suck. There's an obvious problem here, but a less obvious solution. You certainly can't point the finger at the quarterback. Again, you can't put this on Josh Allen. Even if he is now 0-3 against his main rival in the playoffs, which obviously is not good enough. Chiefs wide receiver Rasheed Rice thinks he knows why Allen keeps coming up short against Mahomes. He's got a theory. According to Rice... It's because while Josh Allen is a damn good player, Patrick Mahomes is just better. Quarterback against quarterback game. Pat's now 3-0 against Josh in the postseason. What does that say about quarterback? What do you think about that? He's better than Josh. (laughs) (laughs) That's something right there, isn't it? He just laughed. Like, What would you say about that? He's better than Josh. I mean, I need that one more time, Alvin. Pat's now 3-0 against Josh in the postseason. What does that say about What do you think about that? He's better than Josh. He's like, duh. What would you say about that? Like, he, duh. He's better than Josh. He's better than Josh. <laughs> like, it's like, are you kidding me with that question? 
Like he's laughing. Duh. <laughs> no, no, not laughing like that. That's quite a quote. That's quite a soundbite. And he's not wrong. I mean, in part, maybe it is that simple. Maybe it doesn't only come down to that. In fact, I know it doesn't only come down to that, but that's part of it. That's a big part of it. Mahomes is better, especially on the big stage. And that's not a shot at Josh. I'm here to defend Josh, but Mahomes is better, especially on the big stage. And yes, even on the road. So the question is, where do the Bills go from here? I posted on the X last night. Let me reset it right here. Quote, Bills Mafia, I feel for you. Respect the hell out of your team, but you cannot run it back. It's broken. It doesn't work. You won't be better, just older. And something that I didn't post on the X, but I'll say it right now. Did their championship window just slam shut? Was that their last best shot? Face it, Mahomes is not going anywhere. Neither are Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. He's about to win the league MVP, and the Ravens, to me, look like the best team in the league. Joe Burrow has already beaten Josh and the Bills when it mattered most. They're always going to be a problem while Joe is in the natty. And then you've got young teams like the Texans that are on the come up. So I think it's fair to ask, has that championship window already slammed shut? Because while they were banged up, it was all set up for the Bills. And you're not going to be better for this. This is not a part of the process. You're not going to be better for this, just older. You can't run it back. There has to be some sort of shakeup. There has to be some sort of change. Because like, for instance, the Dallas Cowboys, this is or was supposed to be a Super Bowl caliber team, and it just can't get over the hump. And it's not trending in the right direction, and had everything in front of them this year, and they still fell flat on their face in the big moment. And remember, they essentially got a gigantic mulligan in the beginning of the fourth quarter, too. They ran that shocking and disastrous fake punt that handed Mahomes the ball back at the Buffalo 30 with a three-point lead. The only reason why it didn't become a two-score game right then and there is because McCole Hardman miraculously fumbled through the end zone two plays later and gave it right back to Buffalo. That right there, that legit was your big break mafia. That should have been the moment that finally led to the breakthrough. To me, when I saw that, I thought to myself, you know what? That's not the universe laughing at Buffalo. The universe actually finally did toss you a bone. A huge bone. That should have been your get-over-the-hump stroke of luck. Instead, just another footnote of another devastating loss. Oh, and speaking of the Cowboys, I'll just go ahead and get, get out in front of this because I know it's coming. Don't come up in here and say, Hey, Rome. You'll fire Mike McCarthy, but not Sean McDermott. Why not? It's the same exact situation. Hey, listen. There are questions about whether or not McDermott can get this team where it needs to go. Fair question. Fair question. But the McCarthy comp is not a good one at all. In fact, it's terrible. McDermott had his team ready to play. They went toe-to-toe with the defending world champs. Yes, A devastating loss. 
but it's not the same as the alleged Super Bowl contender, the Cowboys, throwing up all over themselves and taking a big, nasty dump in their pants. Yeah, a big dump in your pants. And getting absolutely humiliated and wrecked by a seven seed at home in the wild card round by the youngest team in the league because the stage was too big. Again, at home, in the wild card round. So don't come in here and tell me it's the exact same thing. It's not. So don't do that. Don't do that. Come on now. Come on now. Don't do that. Don't Don't do do that. that. Come on now. The Bills have a problem. They do. A big one. And there is no easy fix. I just know that the solution is not to run it back because all that's going to do is create another crushing loss and more misery for a fan base that does not deserve it, that deserves so much better. Mafia, like, I'm not going to ask you how it feels. Wide. I've got more love and respect for you than that. I will say I've got open phone lines. If you want to come in, if you want to talk about it, if you want to share how it feels, hey, hell, if you want to point the finger, if you want to say what you think needs to change, if you want to compare this to all the other devastating losses, go ahead. And for Chiefs fan, there were a few of you Chiefs fans throughout the year that were saying, we're fine, we're fine, we're fine. And I would say, you know, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. And then last night, they looked pretty fine. Top to bottom, I still think coming out of the weekend, there were a lot of takeaways. But I still think top to bottom, Baltimore looks like the best team in the NFL right now. And you know, the thing about Baltimore, I'll get into this later on, as great as Lamar was, and Lamar is your MVP, I'd start with that defense before I'd start with Lamar. The storyline's Lamar because Lamar had to have it, because Lamar has not had success in the postseason. But man, that defense is sick. That is a fierce, fierce defense. Lions fans, I have not forgotten about you. Obviously not. Packer fan, I know you're hurting. It was right there. Right there for you. 1-800-636-8686. Let me check some reaction before I go to break. Jamie in Green Bay wants to start us off. Quote, it's clear Bill's Mafia didn't break enough tables. Cover Pinto Ron in enough ketchup and mustard. Or feed the pit enough for the universe to give the Bills that win. Yeah, I don't know what it was. I don't know what the universe has against the Bills Mafia, but it's something. It's something. Jim, I am getting dressed for work this morning. Not sure why. Signed, Sean McDermott. David C., you knew that would start. The thing about McDermott is this. I'm not saying this guy's a perfect coach. Far from it. But I'm going to tell you something. They were 6-6. Six and six. The defense was bang the hell up. He did a really good job of keeping that team together, keeping that defense together, getting that defense to play up, and having them in this position. Again, I'm going to argue that what happened last night is wholly and totally different than Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys. I mean, you can look at their numbers side by side. I'm talking about having a team ready for the big stage. For Dallas, once again, we've covered this. For Dallas, everything opened wide ass up when Philadelphia went into the tank. 
it was all right there for Dallas to at least get to the NFC championship game. And they come out in the wild card round at home against the seven seed. Green Bay goes right down the field on them to start that game, and they never recovered. So McDermott is going to take some heat. I think he survives this personally. I think that he actually did a pretty good job this year. In fact, better than a pretty good job. However, despite the injuries, nobody wants to hear about that. Nobody wants to hear about injuries. It was right there. (laughs) This dude. Dear Jim, watching grown man, Bill's fan, cry hysterically on national TV was amazing. Let me stop right there. Now, you know what's amazing? That sentence. <laughs> Watching grown man Bill's fan cry hysterically on national TV was amazing. Let me stop right there. The only thing missing from that was like, why is it always Ghana? Why is it always KC? Why is it always the Chiefs? Why is it always Mahomes? Ghana. Mahomes? <laughs> Stop. Let me go back because it, it, it makes it sound like I'm laughing at the Bills and I'm not, or their fan base. But KC fan is, though. That's pretty clear. For the third time, I'll try and read this. Watching grown man Bills fan cry hysterically on national TV was amazing, mostly due to their lack of self awareness. Did they really expect to beat Mahomes in January? The Chiefs never took a step back this year. They were just bored. Have fun watching yet another AFC championship from home with Jason Kay and his hairy chest. R.I.P. Rick, Johnny KC, Jungle Insider. That's why they're a Chiefs fan, insider. easy. Easy. I mean, if you want, you can pile on and you can laugh at Bill's fan hysterically crying. I get all that. Easy, 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 easy on assuming the win over the Ravens. I'm not saying that you won't. I'm not saying you can't. I'm saying, man, easy with, you know what? We had nothing to play for in the regular season. We're just bored. Granted, they have looked different in the postseason. But I'm looking at the most complete team in in the league right now. Not in the AFC, but in the league. It's Baltimore. But Chiefs fan, go ahead and do what you do. Watching grown man Bills fan cry hysterically on national TV was amazing. Hey, Rome, don't plan on hearing from Rick in Buffalo today. They're still trying to remove him from the bottom of that porta potty that he dove in after last night's loss. He should be used to getting close to a championship only to have it slip through his fingers like his smack off appearances. Joe in Kansas. Hey, listen, if you're in Missouri and you want to talk junk, go ahead. I mean, Bill's fan, I hate to say it. I hate to say it, Bill's fan, but they earned it. They went into your house. They were supposed to be nowhere near what they were. And they did you again. So get ready for it, Bill's fan. Either you tune in or tune out or turn off. But I got a feeling Chiefs fans coming in. He wrote, War Mahomes, still the best quarterback in the league, and War Kelsey, still the best tight end in the league, no matter where they are playing. Yeah, come to find out, Kelsey's got a little bit left in the tank, right? 
1-800-636-8686. We're off the divisional weekend on the championship weekend. I need your thoughts. Also, looking at a Super Bowl. Never too soon for that, at least from a jungle standpoint. I will be in Vegas. This just in, though. Teaser. Not on Radio Row. Hey, hey, hey. That kid. You hear me now? Did that get your attention? I'm trying to think if I've ever not been on Radio Row. Hey, Stucknut, have I ever not been on Radio Row? That's interesting. I will be in Vegas, but not on Radio Row. Now, it doesn't mean we won't have interviews from the Row, but I will be broadcasting from a different location. Gas, groceries, utilities, you name it. The price of everything is going up. And if you are stuck in a bad timeshare with rising maintenance fees, the financial burden can be crushing. It is time to get your finances in order and get the real facts about that timeshare that you're stuck in or think you're stuck in and what your options are for getting out of it. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, has been helping families out of terrible timeshares for over a decade now and has put together a complete timeshare exit information kit that he will send you absolutely free. To date, over 30,000 families have trusted Wesley Financial Group to help them out of financial hardship by getting them out of these bad timeshares. They might be able to do the same thing for you. To get the facts about how the timeshare industry works and what your options are for cancellation, simply call Wesley right now for your free timeshare exit kit. See how you can become timeshare free. 800-462-3333. 800-462-3333. That's 800-462-3333. You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. Short segment here, so I can get back on the clock. The CEO is in. The CEO in SoCal, quote, Vegas tour stop, I'm in. I didn't say that, Pat. I did not say that. Appreciate you, though, dude. At 1 for 3 C1 writes, War Jim, broadcasting from Javier's at the Aria during Super Bowl week. I didn't say that either, Carl. Maybe. Maybe. He also writes, or actually this is a new one. Hey, hysterically crying Bill's mafia guy. Time to warm up the pipes for a rousing chorus of how proud he must have been to be Josh's dad. Signed, Irate Freddy from KC. I'm not sure where Freddy is right now, but I guarantee... He's not irate. He's hyped. And notice this in moments like this that he does check in. He checks in during smack off when he can. He checks in to crush Dave Roberts. And he checks in to hype up his Chiefs. You never know. Knowing him, though, he'll probably save it for when it really matters. Like irate Freddie would be like, well, what? We didn't expect to beat the Bills. Why would I waste one of my calls on that? We all knew that was going to happen. All right, let me get out right now because I want to stay on the clock because Kyle Van Noy is coming up next. Love this guy's career and the job he's doing for Baltimore. Kyle Van Noy at 940. 
Jeffrey Chidiha next hour. Right now, here's a sports update. Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio. Monday, always an ATP day. Ask the pros. We get to ask me a question. And it's brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. What you want to do is go to cbssportsradio.com slash pros. Ask me a question there. Listen later on. I might answer one of yours. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all of your car care needs. Get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. All right. Once again, if you're on hold, stay there. If not, telephone number is toll free. Use it. As promised, though, we are joined right now by an outside linebacker for the Baltimore Ravens. He is in his first season with the Ravens. It is his 10th overall season in the league. He is a two-time Super Bowl champ. He won rings with the Patriots in 2017 and 2019, having a big season this year. He's got nine sacks on the year. The Ravens, of course, are the top seed in the AFC. They beat the Texans Saturday. They host Kansas City in the AFC Championship game Sunday. We are joined right now by Kyle Vanoy. Kyle, it is great to have you back. Kyle, how you doing? Jim, how you doing? It's been a little while. I appreciate it. It's Sunny here in Baltimore, just like in Los Angeles where you're at, so I'm feeling the vibes right now. My man. God, it's great to hear your voice, Kyle. Great to have you back. I appreciate it. So you were in Los Angeles. You were now in Baltimore. You talked about the vibes. You're a game away from the Super Bowl. The Ravens very much looked the part as the AFC's top seed. So what about the vibes? What does it feel like? You know, they're very immaculate, right? They're always great when you win. Um, but I, I think at the end of the day, we're focused. Uh, that's the the vibe of this team right now. We're really focused and determined on just the one-game mentality. And now that the Texans game's over, we kind of turned the page really fast after our little celebration in the locker room, and it was back to refocus on whoever it is we're going to play, and that's going to be the Chiefs now. Chiefs are the defending champs. You know, they have uh, the arguably the best quarterback in the game, you know, Patrick Mahomes, and the guys are playing really, really well on defense for him, and they've come together. They've been counted out this year. Everybody says they're on a down year, but at the end of the day, they're in the AFC Championship again, and we're excited for the matchup. Couldn't be uh, more excited about who we're playing. I mean, they're they're champions, and to be the best, you got to beat the best. Yeah, it's an amazing matchup. Kyle Vanoy is joining us. It's a great, great matchup. You know, you mentioned that they have arguably the best quarterback in the league. You have arguably, in fact, there's no arguably about it. You're going to have the MVP. You've got the MVP in Lamar Jackson. I want to talk to you about your defense in a minute, but you've played with some great, great quarterbacks, including the alleged GOAT, again, the acknowledged GOAT in Tom Brady. Have you ever played with or against somebody who's got the skill set that Lamar has? Um... No, the only other person that's like that I've been on a same team that's like exuberated that type of feeling where every time you know he got the ball or you just or threw him the ball was Calvin Johnson. Uh, just his athletic ability that Calvin had was uh, next to none. Anybody that's six foot six can run a four three jump radius out the gym. Like it took a whole army to stop him. And that's the same way with Lamar, but at quarterback, yeah, he's not six foot five, but the dude 
is on another planet right now playing the quarterback position, being able to throw the ball really well, uh, run the ball really well, and just distribute it to different guys and orchestrate change in the plays at the line. He's doing a phenomenal job leading the the offense and our team. Uh, we're really behind him 100%. Uh, our feeling is we, we want to be a part of his story as well. Uh, as much as he's been through in his career and, you know, just in um, his life to get to this point, just couldn't be happier for him getting to play on this stage. Uh, and it's going to be awesome. He's must watch TV right now. No doubt. Kyle Van Noy is joining us. You know, Kyle, I mentioned you're having one of your best years ever. Because you did not sign until September 27th and had to wait a little bit longer, that means a lot of teams had a chance. They could have brought you in. Did that put a chip on your shoulder, and are you using it as fuel even now, despite what you've already accomplished? Of course. I mean, I think if you were in my shoes, then, you know, you you would feel the same type of way. Uh, To me, I kind of look at it like it is what it is, and I've moved on past that point, and I'm I'm on the team making an impact and having a, a fun time with the group of guys that I have. But I I do have a chip on my shoulder. I think, you know, but um, I'm a football player. I don't match up with these analytics people have. And, you know, people want to put you in boxes. Um, a lot of people didn't know I could rush the passer because um, in my career I've played on and off the ball. I haven't really primarily rushed my entire career this is my first year that I've uh, been able to just rush the passer and you know it's been really really well and fun and I've done it with a group of guys that are hungry themselves they all have chip on their shoulders so it's awesome to join a group of men that have the same goal in mind and that's the win. Cal Van Noy joining us. What a great response. Listen, I know you're looking ahead and not back, but I'm just kind of curious. You're obviously really well-versed in the Patriot way. You won two rings there. How would you describe the Raven way? <laughs> uh, that would take all day, right? They're, they're totally separate. I think the thing that jumps out to me is, um, oh, man, there's so many different things, but what jumps to me is just the the pure effort uh, in each guy plays with that intensity uh, that's brought you know especially on defense the attitude it's led by Roquan Smith one of the best leaders I've ever been around um, playing with a guy like that and Patrick Queen two all pro inside linebackers that are putting inside linebackers getting, you know, kind of put in the dirt with being devalued, which is kind of crazy. Um, but they're very, very important in there. The Kedor, they run the show. Uh, they bring an attitude and effort that is the standard, and that was set even before they got here at the inside linebacker position with Ray Lewis. And I, I believe that we're just trying to continue that standard here with the Ravens of that defensive mentality and – now it's on that offensive side led by Lamar Jackson, that same effort and attitude. And, you know, that to me is awesome to be a part of. And it's exciting to line up with a group of guys every 
single play with that same mindset. Spending a few more moments with Kyle Van Noy. Kyle, you mentioned Roquan Smith being one of the better leaders you've ever been around. You mentioned Patrick Queen. I was going to ask you, Patrick was raving about the dudes in the locker room and the love they have for one another on both sides of the ball. In fact, all three phases and the brotherhood within. I'm curious, how would you describe what it's like to be with that group? And in fact, strike that. I want to know how have they embraced you as one of their own? On it, uh, that's, a, that's an awesome one. I, I love talking about this because I, I really, it's, it's funny you said this because Obviously, there's a little rivalry between, you know, my previous employment and this one. So, at first, you know, I would say organizationally, there was a couple of side eyes, right? But then I think when they, you know, get my personality and, you know, know that I'm just about my business and winning, uh, they embrace me really well. And it's been awesome to be around a young, hungry group that we we have a, a group that is so hungry and tenacious to win every single play, every down, every inch on a football field. And it shows by the way they play. Our group plays really, really hard. If you turn on the tape, you're going to be like, damn, the Ravens are coming, man. They're, they're, they're a fierce competitive group that'll hit you in the mouth. And they, we talk about it all the time, but mostly we back it up, and we just hope to continue to do, to do that this weekend, AFC Championship at the bank. So exciting. Kyle, one last thing. What about that defense? I mean, I don't need to turn on the tape. I just turn on my TV. Man, you guys are yeah. fierce, dude. You are fierce. That is a fierce, fierce defense. I'm curious, how much of it is about the, the just the grit and the hunger and the guys in the room? And then how much credit does your young D coordinator, Mike McDonald, get and his scheme, which you seem to have picked up really quickly? Yeah, Mike Mack, man, he's he's special. And, you know, I think over the course of this season – you know, he doesn't talk uh, that much as far as like I, behind closed doors. He talks, obviously he doesn't, you know, go and tout how good he is and all that. I think players can do that and other coaches can do that about him because he's really an amazing coach. He's really, uh, I mean, a very good teacher. Uh, I've, I've enjoyed learning some new things from him and just his, his way of being able to galvanize a group of men to have one main thing to focus on each and every week to get better as a collective is hard to do. And not many people can do it. He does a really, really good job. And getting ahead of everybody and having the answers if there's things that come up is impressive. He's a really, really good coach, has a very, very bright future, and it's awesome to have a coach like that that gives you the play call and you just get to go fly around and play. So leave me with this thought, Kyle. I think watching you, I think you're playing as well as you've ever played. I thought this was supposed to be a young man's league. Is it that or is it an experienced man's league? <laughs> you know, I, I, I think it's both. Um, I think there's always room for experienced players. Uh, I think, you know, that's where the NFL goes wrong in some ways. And, you know, I think there's always room for very, very good experienced players that have been written off that can still play the game. Um, I 
for one, uh, I'm I'm the one holding that flag for all the experienced players that have been overlooked, that haven't been picked up, like that have been at home or at home currently uh, that didn't get an opportunity. I'm I'm the one saying we we can still ball. That's for sure. Chills, dude. What an incredible conversation, my man. I appreciate you, Kyle. Always have, obviously, but especially coming off a win like that and with the challenge and opportunity you have in front of you. Man, I so appreciate you making time. Great to have you on the show. Have a great week, and good luck this weekend. Thank you, man. I hope your show continues to soar to the universe, my man. Always good to talk to you. You too, Kyle. Appreciate you so much. Appreciate you so much. Kyle Van Oy, man, that love that energy. That dude is all heart and grit and pride, physicality. And let me tell you something, smart as bleep. So sharp. So sharp. He picked up that system so quickly. And as far as that apology for that bull bleep bomb that he dropped mid-interview, apology not accepted. Listen, I'm not saying that's okay. We had to dump it, but that was just such a raw, pure moment. As far as all that Bullcrap analytics. Hey, what he's saying is, man, that there's still room for heart, grit, tenacity, physicality, pride. He said, I'm holding the flag for everybody who's on a couch at home who can still play, who has something to offer. Because he was not signed until September 27th. Love that interview so much. Kyle Van Oy. He's already got two ranks. And still as hungry as he's ever been. My thanks to him. When we come back, hour number two. Don't go anywhere.